So today we're going to try something totally different from the CrossGen podcast. What? What? Uh, what? Yeah, we're we're going to do something right. completely different. Um, if you guys are on our YouTube channel, you'll actually be able to see us because this well, is our first video podcast. Yes, E. Show them no that. Way. Show them no that way. No way. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. The no video way. podcast inaugural recording of CrossGen. It only took us, what, 67 episodes in, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, so. But now everybody gets to see our ugly face. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway... This is the sound check because, you know, CrossGen loves to throw their sound checks or, in this case, video Video check. check. Yo, no hey. way. Video check. No way. Video check. And um, video. before we started this podcast, we were, again, kind of geeking out on Elden Ring. Um, Elden Ring, I've, I've gotten a little bit further. I think AJ is still, still the one furthest ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um, Eli knows the most about Elden Ring, but but he's kind of lagging behind because of the fact that he's got so much freaking homework to do. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of in the middle. And yep. so I just opened up Volcano Manor and the mountaintop of the giants. Um, like I said, AJ is way further ahead. Right? <laughs> Did you, you get the did you get the consecrated snowfields? Did you get the helic tree? I don't He doesn't so. even know what those I are. I have probably. no idea what that is. So that yeah. means I you, yes, <clears throat> again you're way ahead. We we know this. But the reason the reason I want to talk about Elden Ring is because AJ on our other podcast, the Get Geek podcast, mentioned a very interesting thing about Elden Ring and one of its players who's kind of gotten insta-famous, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's pretty famous. Like, it's like I said on the, the I was about to say cross-chain, on Get Geek, um, literally when I was on Twitter telling you guys about it, mm-hmm. the two posts I was referencing, the one with the little statuette of him and the other one with like a kind of silly yet cool um comic fan art they were going up by like the hundreds and in some cases the thousands in terms of likes and retweets it was nuts that's crazy dude is blowing up Hmm. that's pretty interesting and what exactly like has he done so like become insta famous i guess well, it's like we mentioned earlier in the other sound check. He just, um, he's there for players who are like struggling against Melenia. And he like every single time, again, never heard a complaint, does solo Melania. Jesus Christ. With nothing but a Rivers of Blood katana, a katana I don't know the name of in the offhand. And a jar on his head. Nothing and else. And a diaper. Yes, and a diaper. <laughs> and a diaper. <laughs> Dude's wearing a diaper. Come on. That's like the most interesting part of it, right? Forget about the weapons. Forget about the jar on his head. He's wearing yes, a, diaper. a diaper. Yes. And nothing else. It's currently a stigma in the Elden Ring community that you don't fear 
the players that have all these maxed out armors and stuff. You fear the people with no armor. Yeah. Who go into the fight. <laughs> that, that is kind of wild. That is kind of wild. So, and, and he's got a nickname, right? Yes. He's not, so the players, when you play Elden Ring, you're part of a group or uh, I guess uh, an association called the Tarnished, right? Yes. This guy, though. He has special. the nickname moniker, the Jarnished. The Jarnit. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's amazing, though. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's so whack. It's amazing. Uh, All right. Christ. Hey, listen. Uh, props to the Jarnished on Elden Ring. And that, so my whack. friends, is our first video sound check. After that very, very, very lengthy sound check, um, we can actually start the show. Yes. So, welcome to the Cross Gen Podcast. Hi, guys. My name is Walt. I'm your host, as always. And I'm joined by my two sons, who are also the hosts of this awesome little podcast. It's AJ and Eli. Guys, say hello. Goodbye. Uh, hello. What's up? Goodbye. Gosh. Hello. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yes, it works. It works. Okay. We just lost Eli with his hand because he has a huge hand or whatever. But anyway, um, yes, we love Elden Ring. We just talked about Elden Ring. I do have to mention one thing. Um, YouTube user Sean Messler, we hear you. Um, he was kind enough to drop some two comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to read them out to you guys, and you guys can comment on this. Uh, the very first one was, well, you can still get to the last rune farm if you don't do white mass quests. There are, There's a teleporter in Mountaintop of Giants that takes you there. That's what I did. And his second comment, which was cool, the meteorite staff does scale to S from jump. It can't be upgraded. It just can't be upgraded. So, you have dude knows what now, he's talking so about. You have Who hope, Nelson. There yeah. you go. Now I have hope. I thought I was like doomed for eternity, um, so I couldn't go to the last room farm. But whatever. Oh, there you go. So yeah, finally, um, Sean. Thank you for your comments. It's gonna help Eli immensely because he wants to get to that rune farm, and yeah. because he's just a straight out murderer of people in Elden Ring. That was kind of just... my fault, also. But oh yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, so my two he, caught, kids he was the murderers. reason. He was the reason why I killed White Mask Vare. Yeah, because he because... saw how hard it was for me to fight him, and I just kind of got triggered by his opening statement. So did I. So I mean, what, that you guys are maidenless. maidenless. Yeah, no maidens. No maidens. <laughs> Bro, well, thanks to Sean Messler, he's got he's provided the path path forward. For you, mm -hmm. so you can get to that rune farm. You really need it because you need to catch up, right? Yeah, you I'm are... only like forty 
like around 48, 48 or so. And, and your character's name is Nelson? Yeah, it's kind of a whack name, no lie. But I <laughs> well, mean, you can change it later. Yes, actually, no. There's another way you can change it, actually. Oh, Wait, really? really? At the night, I just recently discovered this. I don't know if this was triggered by anything, but um, if you go to where Fia is, there's a mirror in her room. In that mirror, it will give you the option to apply cosmetics. It's and probably, as we know, apply cosmetics means change your name, change the way you look. I went into it and looked. All right, then. So, uh, hey, E, you have a chance. So, Nelson obviously isn't working for you anymore. Um, any thoughts on a proper name for your Sam- character? Samurai Jack. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Oh, so Samurai you're going to transfer that name from that other character you made? Yes, but I need a samurai build first. So, I mean, I already have the Uchi Gutana anyway. So, yeah, there you go. So, that's the beauty of Elden Ring. You can start out as one thing and change to another, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus, when you get to Renala, you can do that whole redistribution thing anyway. Mm. Yeah, you can redis- redistribute your stats. So, you're no longer stuck with what you did before and then realize, oh man, I messed up. I should have poured more into this thing than that thing. So Yeah. So E, you have hope. Yep. You have hope in Elder Ring. Now you just gotta get through homework. Finish that homework. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll try. Well, we're on spring break this week, right? Yeah. So I mean I'll have time to catch up on Elden Ring. And finally but by the meets. by the time that the week's finished Eli is probably going to be at level like 500. <laughs> you know? I want to kill. I want to kill everybody already because I got to start grinding. And I'm, you know what? I'm actually not going to go into any rune farms. I just really? said no. I'm not. Why? I'm not going to play it like that. Huh? That seems too easy. I, I it's going to start... take you forever to get to those higher levels, no? No, my friend. You don't need to be at a higher level to beat any of the bosses. Okay. So I'm gonna have to kill. <laughs> Good I'm luck a, I'm with a, that. Yeah, it's gonna be torture, but I mean, I could do it. Maybe. Eli likes torture. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> oh man. Well, you heard the guy that that beat the game with At level, level one. one, right? Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess it is possible, but it's very possible. Hey, what do you want? So anyway, like I said, thanks to YouTube YouTuber Sean Melsler for giving us those. Uh, nuggets of information and like i said it's going to help eli immensely because well i don't know because now he doesn't want to do the rune farm so what are we doing yeah i, I don't know <laughs> but anyway like Let's i said see. if 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 you do decide then you've got that tip so there mm-hmm. you go thank you yes yes so okay so moving on today we have a, a pretty specific topic right uh, we're we're moving like 180 degrees away from Elden Ring at this point. Although we will come back, I I think we did say we were gonna come back like a month later to do a, like a an end game final. type of thing. So hopefully we can get there, right? Yeah. 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 Thanks, thanks, AJ. Thanks. Get some yes. coffee, man. Yeah. Get some coffee. Yeah. Well. This I'm used to not being on a camera, okay? Yeah. So I can yawn to yeah, my heart's I. content. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, um, so guys, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? 
You what don't know. Are we talking about? You really don't know. Okay, so Actually, let me give you let me give you a hint. You know that guy that they said won a Grammy. He he really didn't. Huh? What? What? Grammys. Who? You know music. Yes. That guy didn't really oh, win that. it. I'm genuinely huh? confused right right, yeah, I'm, right now. I'm lost here. Yeah, Eli. Explain, explain, please. So, like, the fake media reported that Tyler the Creator was actually given a fake. Yes, sir. The Tyler, Tyler the Creator. I'm pretty sure he won a Grammy. Like, um, yeah, but the fake news said it was a fake Grammy. Who's the fake news? (laughs) I'm just teasing him. I'm just teasing him. (laughs) There's a lot of people going there for a second. Yeah, there's a lot of people who won the Grammys. No lie, like. I think what's it? Um, Samuel L. Jackson. He got a Grammy, uh, for like the day that. No, not a Grammy. I don't. And either that's an, an Oscar. Oscar. That's yeah, different. An Oscar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's besides the point. Anyway, Tyler the Creator. I'm pretty sure he got a Grammy as well as. I don't know if J. Cole got one. Okay, I'm not but too sure about that. Now the question but, is. Why do you get a Grammy? Why why do you get a Grammy? Huh? Why do you get a Grammy? Why? For music, I would guess. We're talking about music. Oh, that's what Oh. That is that is a segue. That's a that's a pretty good segue there. There you yeah. go. I was confused. I didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> like legitimately. I genuinely forgot. Dude, huh. didn't you say didn't you want to do music? Wasn't that like your idea? Yeah, I was like, maybe, but here we are. Let's let's do it. Let's get yeah, into let's it, it, right? So, so what what it. exactly about music? Because music is kind of like a huge, huge uh, topic, a huge category. What exactly about music will we be talking about? Hmm. What are we talking about in terms of music? Are we talking right. about like? I guess we could talk about like uh, favorite. Albums, favorite yeah, artists. I, th- I think that's what it and is. And what right? constitutes oh, yeah, yeah. a good album, quote unquote? Well, oh, I so have like... my thoughts. I have my thoughts. I have at least two favorite albums of mine. Wait, so do you guys like follow albums? First off, like, do you guys, you know? Well, well see, it's a little, it's a little different now because back in the days, right? Yeah. And back in my old days, where dinosaurs roamed the land, and you know. Uh, there was volcanoes on like Main Street and stuff like that. Um, it was, <laughs> what the hell? I'm just saying there was there wasn't anything like streaming services, right? Mm. So you either had to buy the album straight up, or you would buy like these little cassettes where it has that had singles on it, mm. or you just kind of record everything off the radio. Mm. That's how I used to do it, you know. Um, nowadays, it's a little bit different because you don't have to buy the entire album to listen to the song you want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. You can go on on Spotify or Apple Music and just press like and put that in your playlist. So yeah. albums nowadays are a little bit different in terms of the a way bit. people collect music, yeah. right? Yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah. But, um, like, okay, so, like, what do you guys, first off, what do you guys think consists uh, what do you think makes a good album first off i just want to throw that out there well first of all replayability 
first and foremost for me. Replay replay value always comes first. No lie. Yeah. I won't even. Yeah. That's indisputable. I think the other thing that uh, kind of makes or breaks an album for me is kind of like themes and how well like everything mm-hmm. sort of blends together. It doesn't have to do so perfectly, but like as long as there's like a sort of overarching theme that kind of that can bring everything together that I find that important too. Mm. Cause after all songwriting is a form of storytelling also. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it is. It is now that, now that you think of it. Right. Um, so yeah, I would, I would uh, agree with that, you know, like lyrics and stuff, stuff like that is sort of like, really what brings together an album because otherwise you're just you're hearing the music but you're not actually listening to it i would at least for me that's what i that's what i feel like well i think i think for me also uh an album just to add on to what aj's saying an album is important and and awesome for me if there's no filler filler yeah, because you know what? There are some albums, I hate to say it, where there's like two or three great songs and then the rest of them are kind of like... Oh, crappy. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like an album where from track one to track 12, I'm vibing on all of the, all of the songs, all of the music. And, yeah. and the, the examples that I have are exactly like that because the last thing you want to do is put on an album... And then, oh, I like that song. Oh, this song sucks. Oh, I like mm. that song. Oh, this one's kind of okay. Oh, I like <laughs> yeah. this song. You know, I want to be able to put an album, just put it on, let it go, and then that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty important for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have to agree with that. Um, definitely for me, I, I already said, like, I mean, I already spoke a little bit on lyrics, uh, lyrics but also, like, you know, just if it's, vibable like like you said it's sort of like what you said just as like it has to give me like good vibes and you know i mean not good vibes but it's like i don't know it's like something to vibe to that's that's what i have to say i guess like you don't want to listen to an album that you're completely depressed afterwards (laughs) no it's not it's not that but it's like it's basically what you said in in a nutshell that's what i'm trying to say no filler no filler, no filler. All thriller. Yes. I mean, fillers are sometimes enjoyable. Like, I mean, I guess it sort of changes now because now you have, like, way different music, such as, like, Tyler, the Creator, where you have, like, maybe, like, a, a one, like, 40-second song that's just weird stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. 40 yeah. seconds. Yeah, there nowadays I started to realize that in some albums there are just like songs that don't necessarily they just have the one purpose just to introduce you to the album. Not necessarily like Oh, well kind of like an opener. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. They've with done that. that in the past also. Oh, well yeah, yeah, that's I mean sometimes it's enjoyable if that makes sense like um but I mean anyway, 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 anyway. Yeah, sometimes um, sometimes those intros have have a nice little beat that goes along with it, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I, I can I can see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. So now that we we've kind of defined what a good album is, um, 
what is a good album for you guys? Like, which mm. ones? Which ones are you kind of vibing on? Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, mine's is kind of not fair to the conversation. Because, mm-hmm. like, Why? Yeah, I'm more so going to mention an artist than one yeah. specific album. Because... No, no. This Changing one the rules here. What's because the rules. Because, you can't do that. Let me explain myself. Because with this artist, whenever, whenever I listen to them, or what I've noticed, because I, you know, you, I create playlists. Everyone creates playlists. So yeah, you, you got to live under a rock if you don't create a playlist. Sorry for those people who don't. What's a playlist? Whenever <laughs> I'm. So looking up their new stuff, this particular uh, artist, there's nary a time where I go, you know what? I just like one or two songs from this album. I'm just going to put that on the album. Hmm. I normally, for the most part, download every single track on that album, essentially adding the whole album to this one playlist. That's literally so, dedicated just to this artist. Eli, I think we can pretty much guess which artist. Yeah. I, <laughs> I already knew. I already knew. And what he talking he's about. talking about, right? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. But we'll let AJ kind of reveal that. That that we know so well already. <laughs> yeah. If you know me, these two obviously know also. It's Metallica. It, it just Metallica, is. of course. It just it had to be. You're a super huge fan of Metallica. Uh, Metallica. I said Metallica. Um, <laughs> is that like the talcum powder form of Metallica? Oh God! Metallica. What the hell? What, what the, the heck is talcum? What's talcum powder? <laughs> As a baby, hell? you should know because I spread it all over your butts what when you were a kid. <laughs> I don't need what? to know that. Yeah, we powder. don't need to know that. It's We're good. Powder. It's baby powder. No, I, why would you? I want to steer the conversation away from that, please. Come on, put that vision uh, in your head. No, oh, God. no. Andre, your favorite, your favorite Stop. band is now. Yes. Um, no, it's, Meta- it's Metallica. It's Metallica. Okay. Metallica. Um, <laughs> it's Metallica. Jesus. Yes. Just like... Oh man, I have Talica, literally. By the way, Talica, by the way, is the Jarnish's favorite. Oh no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's no. not. Don't even yes. bring the Jarnish into this. Don't, don't even bring the Jarnish into this. You know Poor it. Guy. You know it. You know it. Does not need to be included in this particular Talica part of the conversation. Talica and the Jarnish. Okay. Anyway, but like anyway. Basically, every track from every album, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, The Black Album, and Justice for All. Despite not everyone maybe having the same opinions about this album, Saint Anger, too, um, Death Magnetic, um, you obviously can't forget S&M. That's, so- that's, a, that's a super awesome one and if you don't like it i will fight you <laughs> damn okay so like which which one out of like all the albums do you find yeah, you like, gotta pick one all you right pick at least one if i had to pick one i 
I would be normally inclined to say S and M, but that seems too obvious the choice. And mm. I think I'm gonna have to go with and justice for all, actually. Is that um, the one with uh like the the lady with the, the lady justice with the scales? Things. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just say it. That's the one with one, right? Or are there yep, multiple? Yep, that's albums? the one with one. Damn. The only okay, time you see one, one, that's that's the only um the only other time you really see one is obviously in like the um when they record live shows like Binge mm. and Purge and S and M. Yeah. But like as far as like when it first came out, which one it came from, it is Injustice for All. That was eighty eight. If I'm remembering correctly, I'm gonna go double check that what? so that I can yes, keep. Nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight is what? The, the release date. Yes, That's old as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's old as hell, bro. Listen, uh, Metallica's been around for a long time. I mean, yeah, I figured, but they like, started oh. out 88? somewhere in the realm of eighty one and eighty two, if I remember correctly. That's old as hell, bro. No lie, Tim. Yeah, I think um, their first album was Kill 'Em All. Uh, That's another one I have on that playlist. No, believe it or not, it's not. Really? Their, oh. first, their first album was No Life Till Leather back in 1982. Kill 'Em All was released in 1983. Oh, no. Andre's I've just been put to shame. Oh no, oh, man! Well, you you've been put to shame by Google because I didn't know that. I I just happened to be looking it up. God damn you, Google! <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that was kind of their first album. They had seven tracks on that album. Damn, seven only. Seven only. Seek and destroy. Well, on those are ones that would event. That sounds like ones that would eventually make their way to kill them all, though, because that's yep. on kill them all. Yeah. Seek and destroy. That's such a goaded song, no lie. There you go. Little piece of Metallica trivia that Eli, I mean, uh, AJ didn't know. So we've kind of stumped the Metallica expert here. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, real quick, real quick, just give like um, really quick impressions. Uh, Why did you like that album so much? Well, what really kind of drew me to it was how, like, like Ride the Lightning, like all of the Metallica albums are, they're pretty dark. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like theme, the, you know, in terms of themes, like you look at Ride the Lightning, the track itself, it's basically about putting a dude to the electric chair. You know what I mean? Damn. And so That's dark. do you know the story of one though? Like actually looked at the lyrics. I mean, like, I'm it's, about, the lyrics. it's about war. Yeah, it's about a dude who goes to war and he basically gets hit by this shell and loses like next to everything. The oh. ability to feel, sight, taste, hearing, mm. all of it. And it's just like basically a you know, like can I end it now please? It's it's a little it, it's really really like damn. And just I, I kind of liked how I, to me, and Justice for All kind of felt like the darkest and like the most hopeless. Cause like now you're not even going just like, uh, you're not only talking about like, um, 
what's it, you know, people getting put to death and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You're also looking at justice. Oh my God. The stuff that's supposed to protect us is not really protecting us. Oh boy. You know, like yeah, that stuff sucks. like that. Um, that's, that's what really drew me to like, and justice for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then you have the super sweet instrumental to live is to die. And look, there's another morbid name. <laughs> To live is to die. It's very more. It's just these albums. It's just so, but like, and justice for all for me is like the peak of their morbid, in my mm. personal opinion. Mm. They were going okay. under a really dark period, probably when they were kind of writing the lyrics to this uh, this album. Yeah, know? yeah, and I could kind of see why, because you know, unfortunately, what was it? Maybe an album or two before this, because when they released Master of Puppets, is around the time their first bassist Cliff Burton died. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, so that probably and, bled into their their writing. Yeah. yeah. You know. Anyway. Sucks. Uh, I mean that seems pretty lit. I guess. <laughs> no, it's not lit. No, 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 no. Okay, I said, well, I meant the, no, I meant the album. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, 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 the album is lit. It's very morbid and dark, but it's lit because it has some fire. It has some bangers, no lie. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what about you, E? Okay. Um, mine is mine is you. J Cole. I already know. It's not J Cole. Tyler the Creator. It, yes, it is. Tyler yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I mean, I, bro. Okay, huh? Okay, I'm but gonna, I guess the artist. I did not guess the album. Yeah, so I will leave that to you. Album. Uh, it's probably going to be. I think it's what is it? Igor. Uh, I don't even know the the title of the album. Igor. It seems like yeah, that's the album. It's Igor by Tyler Creator because Igor. every yeah Igor, <laughs> Igor Igor. Yeah, it's very weird. He has some definitely weird songs. I know. I put. I tried to put you AJ. Onto Tyler Creator, and I played some Igor songs. It's a little too too out there too for weird. me, even for me. Damn, I don't know. But like Igor is like for me, it's like so well produced. It's not necessarily the lyrics can be a little bit, um, you know, it's a little bit wonky sometimes. Like you'll have some some times in like his songs where he'll just say the most random stuff ever. But like overall. There's like a theme that plays throughout the entire album, and to me, it's just so well like composed. I guess um, from beginning to end, he tells a story about like him and like his whole, I guess you could say like his love life and how he wanted to like. I think that was it. He was trying to get with somebody, but at the end, he couldn't or something like that. But I mean, it's like each song is just so well produced. Um, you have Earthquake. Yes, that's him with like the what crazy art. Oblivion. That's the, he that's is the special cover, right? Uh, I guess the main cover is um. Here, let me show it. The main cover is this, basically a. Okay, if that'll work. But I mean, one of my favorite songs on that album, probably like either Gone Gone. Thank you. This is the album, by the way. No, so it's kind of like the vaporwave type thing. Yeah, it's it's like the thing about it is that it's its own genre. Basically, 
it's very like vapor wavy sometimes he uses a lot of like electronic 90s sort of elements to it and you know it's just so different to me that it's actually pretty good and he switches from like singing to rapping sometimes and it's just so fire that's all i gotta say bro like and especially like i said gone gone thank you it has such a beautiful beat switch up that's just amazing well, it's his fifth album. It took him two years to create. He released released it in May of 2019. Yeah, and um, he's got some guest appearances on it. He's got Playboy Cardi, Little Uzi, yes Bert, sir, Solange, yes sir, Kanye West, and Jared Carmichael. Yeah. So you know, um, the genre. I love kind of like what you were saying. The mm-hmm. genre is hip hop, funk, R and B, and neo soul. Yeah. So it's like it's like a little bit of Neo everything soul. when it comes to that. It's you know? out there. It's outlandish, but it's fire if you actually like get to listen to it. It's more about the vibes, sometimes the lyrics, but yeah. Yeah, That's, well, it, yeah. critical acclaim to this album. I mean, everybody went nuts over it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh it's listed as fifty fourth on the top one hundred best albums of the the two thousand tens. Yeah, you know, um, so like I said, pretty up there. Yeah, you know? yes. Um, like every song on that album is basically a banger. Um, so there's not really like any song that's not that good. Um, every song is just like crazy. It's just it, masterpiece. It debuted at number one on the Billboard uh, 200, and I believe he won Best Hip Hop Album for Igor too. Um, so yes, that is he impressive. Won, he, won, he won best best rap album at the 2020 Grammy Awards. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there there was some controversy with that because mm-hmm. Tyler, the creator himself, uh, he didn't think it was a hip hop album. He thought it should have been in the pop category. Oh yeah, you know that's that's wow. sort of wow. so, so people yeah. kind of criticizing. You know the the people in the Grammys as you know saying that putting his album into the rap and urban categories was racially mo- motivated and kind of like a backhanded compliment. To racially him. motivated. So, oh, so, I forget that's a joke to you somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it didn't but, come without controversy. This album. Yeah, I mean every song on his albums are all controversy. Like, I remember when you had Edgy, Tyler, the creator, with uh, Goblin. He was saying some outlandish, weird stuff. Like, especially on She and Yonkers. But, I mean, that's besides the point. Uh, overall, Igor is just a masterpiece, just in general. I don't I don't see how anybody could hate on his music. It's just different. So, okay. yeah. that's It's built different. Built different. Oh my god. Do not say that again ever. That is so horrible. Oh boy. So anyway. Wait, you you don't like the video where the dude's going like he has the egg there and he goes, Yeah. Oh built different. Oh, that is so horrible. Jesus Christ. Bro. Oh my dude. god. Dude. All right. So I'm I'm gonna hit you with my favorite album. Because I have a couple, I'm gonna I'm gonna blend two of them together because they're kind of the same. And AJ kind of spoke about it already, but 
Yeah, uh, that's why I stayed away from that one. I figured you wouldn't yeah. use that. I have two albums that I that I I'm gonna pick from uh, Metallica's kind of uh, their whatever, right? Their repertoire. Um, their repertoire. Obviously, you got to put the Black Album in there. Yeah, the Black Album to me is a masterpiece of of just you know songwriting and and just you know the songs that are on there they're all iconic i mean even if you're not a metallica fan you've heard some of the songs on the black album you know mm-hmm. that's just the yeah. way it is they they use them for movies they use them for commercials you hear it on the radio i mean that the songs on even in wrestling even in mm-hmm. wrestling they use metallica songs you know um in in, in particular enter the sandman was a, a huge song that was used in ECW back in its day, you know. Mm. So, um, f- just for that, and like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of albums that don't have filler, and there is pretty much every every song on that album, every track on an album is great. The other one, and again, AJ probably already knows the answer to this one, but that's going to be the SNM album. There um, we I go. Thought there it, we it go. Took. It took a lot of Metallica's greatest hits and kind of re-energized that and re-transformed it with um, having the symphony behind it, right? Uh-huh. And, and that, to me, like, my favorite song of all time for Metallica is the one that you mentioned before, which is One. And listening, it, listening to it on the S&M album... There's a part of me that says that that version should be the definitive version of one in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's how good some of these, um, I don't want to say covers because that's not exactly what it is, reimagining of these songs. That's yeah. how good some of them are on this SM album. And like I said, it's basically like a greatest hits album for Metallica. So there's no, there's definitely not going to be any filler on that. So that's the one. Those are the two albums in my mind that I just love. And you know, I've I've using Spotify. I downloaded every song on there. You know, um, and so that to me is like the the real awesomeness of those two albums. Hmm. Um, the other one is an album that came back way back in two thousand. And there's some older albums. But way you know back in 2000. 1988 yeah, is way back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny because back in the days, I never used to collect albums. I used to collect singles, right? Mm. And I, I did a lot of mixtapes just getting music off the radio. So there, there were times that I would just sit by the radio and just hit record on the tape recorder and try and get it so that the guy that was speaking, the DJ just shut it off right before he said anything. I kind of tried to blend it with the other songs that I was recording. So I would create like a 60-minute mixtape just like that. That's that's how yeah. I used to do it. So, you know, I didn't have enough money to go out and buy albums. So that's how I listened to music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2000, an album came out that was so incredible in terms of not just not being filler, but almost every single song on that album was amazing. And that was Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. 
Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. That album to me was straight. To use Eli's word, that was straight fire. There were there were I listen. I I I didn't buy the the vinyl album, but I did buy the tape. That tape, I I used it so much that it broke. Wow. <laughs> Because that's how much I used to listen to it. I mean, I replay it over and over and over and over again. And it was just an amazing, amazing album. Um, and it's sad to say that, you know, Chester Benning- Bennington, yeah, who was the um, one of the lead singers, passed away um, because, you know, he had issues, unfortunately, had issues that he couldn't rectify with himself. But he was, like, super talented. And I remember I actually went to go see the Hybrid Theory tour, right, when they they were playing. I think it was at either Madison Square Garden. I can't remember. And the one thing that I, I, I remember was I was amazed at how Chester would sing and not lose his voice. Yeah, he's very, like... And this is the one time I'll say screaming is like acceptable. The dude could pull off the scream sing and make and not make me want to turn it off. Yeah, it was lyrical, right? Yeah. But but the thing that that really got me was that yeah, he's doing it for this particular performance, but he's on tour. So yeah. the next night, oh, he's doing yeah. the same thing. And then two nights after that, he's doing the same thing. I was like, how in the world does this guy, you know, he's got a talent, obviously, right? But yeah. how in the world does he go on tour like that? And then he, kind of, you're kind of abusing your 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 voice box there, right? <laughs> the way that yeah, he used to do it. Yeah, vocal cord torture. <laughs> But it was Damn. amazing how this guy did it. And I saw him again in um Ozfest. You know, those they were there along with um who was there? It was Ozzy Osbourne, obviously. Um it was System of a Down was there, uh Lincoln Park was there, you know, the, all these great bands, you know, um Shinobi versus Ninja was there, you know, the, they, all these great, great bands. And like I said, I always came out and I'm like, Lincoln Park knocked it out of the park again. So for me, Lincoln Park was amazing. And that was a no filler album. All of their songs were great. That to me is like one of the best albums of all time. Mm. So, and I think if I remember correctly, and it's funny because it was, it was released in October so right around my birthday. Huh. Um, interesting. Yeah. And I mean interesting. How many did it win any awards? I think it did. Had to. It had to. There's no way it could Well, it debuted to. number sixteen straight away. And this was kind of like one of their first albums. They it was the best sell, best selling album of the year. They sold four point eight million copies in the year two thousand. That's um, a lot for that time and it's a lot it continued two years later they were selling a hundred thousand copies a week damn, damn. You know what i'm saying yeah. um it ended up it ended up you know selling by 2005 10 million copies just in the united states um 
Worldwide, it sold 27 million copies, making it the best-selling debut album of the 21st century. So, I mean, dude, that is wow, dude, crazy. You know, it, it, it's just yeah, crazy is a word for it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the biggest, the biggest, you know, albums of all time, at least for a debut. Because think about it, this mm-hmm. was their first album. Their very first album. That was their first? What? Yes, that was their very, very first album. Yes, it is. No, that isn't. (laughs) You can't make a debut that good, bro. Wow. It's the best-selling debut album. I'm looking at... I got to... No. I'm looking at their discography right now. I'm going to look at their discography right now. No, that... Lincoln Park. No. Andre, Let's see here. Please fact check that. Okay, twenty. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm here for that. No, thousand. Yo, two thousand was their first official album. <laughs> it was hybrid. That thing. is crazy. And I remember listening to it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is this is this is an amazing album. I mean, literally, they put all their best hits, and that you can say that that's. That's a greatest hits album right there because, I mean, they they made some other really, really good albums and really good songs after that. But if you look at just on value alone, the type of songs that were on that, you can't, I don't, I don't think there's another album out there that even comes close to that, right? No. Especially when it's the first album that they've ever, ever made. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Yo. Damn. It's just 27 million copies around the world. And then they went ahead and did a another anniversary edition, which probably sold another buttload of, of, of records and stuff like that. But Jesus. That that to me is going to be the top on my list in terms of favorite albums of all time. That mm. certainly sounds like it deserves to be. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hybrid theory was like freaking amazing, no lie. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that, that's those songs are awesome, you know, mm-hmm. and I know the lyrics to all of them. I'm not gonna sing it because you know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna kill our audience. You oh know, God. they're gonna, they're gonna be listening to this podcast and all of a sudden they're all just literally be like this that they're listening. Oh, you know. This great podcast. Listen, they're talking about Lincoln Bay. Oh no, the guy's about to talk. Everything you say to oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Jesus Christ. Dead. Dead. So I'm I'm not gonna subject our, our listeners to that. Mm. So I'm thinking about you guys. Thinking about you guys. Yes. So those are mine. Is there is there any other albums that you can think of on the top of your head right now? Now that we've been talking about it, I mean we you know, there's, there's, you know, System of the Down has another great, you know, yeah, album set. They do. Um, you could talk about hip hop. There's jazz. Excuse me, while I reference my Spotify account oh, really quick. He's checking, he's checking. He's I got, I got what like you, two. Ian? I got like two. Um, is this albums or is this artists? Albums. Okay. And Andre, I know you said it earlier. J Cole. It's gotta yep. be uh, one of J Cole. I also albums. saw that coming too. I gotta say, like, you just didn't say it at the beginning because you didn't want to give him the satisfaction. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> That's what it was. Come on, 
That's what it was. But J. Cole is just too good. Like, no lie. Um, I think my favorite one, it's not the off season. Because that was like, it was good. But I feel like his best album is probably going to be um, 2014 Far Hill Drive. Because that song had slappers, no lie. Like, each song was good. You had, um, I think one of my favorites was apparently, uh, you've heard that, Andre. Um, and obviously, No Role Models is, like, so fire. It's, like, a classic. Um, so, I mean, I would say that uh, J. Cole's 2014 uh, Far Hill Drive is pretty good. And um, I guess, right. real quick, my last one would probably be... Uh, damn. Um, I think it's excuse me while I reference uh, <laughs> Apple Music. Actually, um, Apple Music. Okay. What? What's wrong with Apple Music? <laughs> huh? I'm just saying they don't have as extensive a collection as Spotify does. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Totally. Spotify <laughs> does have a lot of covers, also, mm. which Apple doesn't. Okay. So. Um, my favorite, one of my other favorite albums, which you guys probably know, uh, dad especially, is probably Nujabes's metaphorical music because that is awesome. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's just it's just too good. There's a lot of good songs. It's like the spark of lo-fi, I guess you could say. And um, he came out with some pretty good hits, such as like the Lovesick and uh, you know. All of his really good songs really came out on that album, and I feel like that was definitely top tier for me. And and yeah. that's uh, we we found out about them oh, because we watched that anime, Samurai Champloo, right? Blue. Samurai Champloo. So Samurai Champloo, shout out to them for opening up our eyes to Nujabes, right? Because mm-hmm. so. they had some amazing songs on there. Go check him out because he's very underrated. No lie. Anyway, what about? <laughs> Any of you. All right. I have one other album I can mention. I I don't think I'm just going to double check the actual album itself. Um, no, I do have the entire album downloaded. Okay. So, all right. There is one artist other than Metallica that I deeply adore on a similar level. And... He's been on a couple of different bands over the course of his career. He was, okay, very first he was in Elf, if I remember correctly. Elf. Then, yeah, Elf. Don't judge the, the name. No, 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 the movie. no, 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 not the movie. Oh, okay. I was, I was about to say, no, yo. No. It's a band, it's a band called Elf. Okay, I was about to say <laughs> that would have yes. been funny. Then Those he moved. Yeah. Then he moved <laughs> on over to a band called Rainbow or Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Yeah, I already know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, he made his way on over to Black Sabbath, where he stayed for a decent amount of years until finally. He made a band completely his own and named after himself. And I can only be talking about the man, 
the myth, the legend, Ronnie James Dio. Dio! Yes. Dio, Dio. But the album that I'm referencing, that I have completely downloaded, is the Heaven and Hell album from Black Sabbath, when he was in Black Sabbath. I knew it. I knew That it. I album is just storytelling amazing. Like, I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Mm. Like, from, like, just... I love the way... Because, see, the thing about Dio is that he likes... When he is singing the song, he's taking you on an adventure. And the mm-hmm. lyrics certainly reflect that. Like, not even just talking about this album. You talk about when... You, I mean, when. Look at Sacred Heart. You look at um, freaking okay. One of the one of the ones from this album, um, "Children of the Sea." Just the dude knows how to like literally rip you out of your seat and go, "Come on, bro, let's go do something fantastical." Like he is just a metal lyricist, amazing dude of awesomeness. Just. Incredible, absolutely incredible. Like my top, what is it, four favorite songs that I have like downloaded so that because you know Spotify has that download feature where it's like, okay, this is downloaded onto your phone. Spotify. No matter what, you can never like internet connection isn't really gonna bust a dent in this. Mm-hmm. The four songs that I have are Neon Nights, Children of the Sea, Lonely and Lonely is the Word, and Heaven and Hell. Like mm. those are just peak Dio for me. This is absolutely phenomenal. I, I can't praise it any more than I'm already doing now. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give an honorable mention really, really quick to one album. And the album is the breakthrough album for this band. Um, but there are two songs on there that I absolutely love. And so just for that, you know, I, I have to give a shout out to Soundgarden and their album, Super Unknown. Um, and Soundgarden, as you all know, um, it was Chris Cornell on the lead vocals for that. Um, he eventually went out and had his own solo career. And again, much like Chester Best- Bennington, you know, he, he found himself, you know, in kind of dire straits with drugs and alcohol and things like that. And, you know, he, um, he took his life way too early from us. You know, he was a, a singular talent. But um, like I said, two songs there, you know, that are just completely amazing that's black hole sun and fell on black days those two songs are just you know they're they're in a in a different genre they're kind of like grunge but that album alone was considered to be one of the best grunge albums like ever you know Mm -hmm. and so just for that, I just wanted to give that honorable mention because I, I was just, for some reason, it just popped into my head and I was like, oh, Chris Cornell, oh, Soundgarden, oh, Black Hole Sun, oh, Black Fell on Black Sun. Days, you know, those, those are amazing, amazing, amazing songs. 
And so just for that, I just wanted to throw that one out there. You know, um, I'm also going to give an honorable mention. Um, Andre, you, you've listened uh, to Redbone. And yes. Stuff. Yes. Um, Child, Childish is ga- Childish Gambino. <laughs> Childish is Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love, which is basically the album that uh, Redbone came from, is like straight fire. It, like like you said, Walt, it just popped into my head right now. Um, I mean, throughout the art, it's just so beautifully produced. Um, different genres just mixed together. It goes from rock to funk to rap, et cetera, et cetera. And straight up, just all slappers, no lie. So go check out that album. All right. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap this uh, musical, lyrical uh, episode up, right? I think mm-hmm. we've, we've covered enough. Um, there, there's plenty of other albums. There's plenty of other songs. Yeah. Like I, I could drop LL Cool J in there. Mm. You know, I could, I could drop Tribe Called Quest. You mm. know, I, I can put in um, other bands like, you know, I, I don't know. We could we could put, we could go on for days with with this stuff, you know. Basically, yeah, yeah. So, but we're gonna cut it short right now. Thank you, everybody, for listening in to this musical episode of the Cross Gen Podcast. Again, we're on every Tuesday. Um, make sure to go out and check out every place that you consume your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Um, we're there, we're waiting, just listen. And please remember to review, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. That's the best and easiest way to give us, you know, a little love. Best and easiest. So, for me, I'm Walt. Guys? Hail to the Jarnished. That's going to be my exit. I dedicate... Oh my, my outro God. to the Jarnished. No, the Jarnished is whack. The <laughs> Jarnished is whack. The Jarnished is awesome. Uh, Eli, the creator. Okay. And yeah. That works. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Ticky, ticky, what? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um. Anyway. And wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What are you supposed to say, huh? Yes, yes. May our... Singles may our musical careers cross again. May our sound I mean, bars yeah. cross again. No, no, I don't know. No, the may our musical careers cross again because like then it's like a collab, like when they intersect and it's like you know it's like uh, crazy, really cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Later, people. Goodbye. Later. Goodbye.